All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels, as we are on this sports podcast again. We talk a lot of football with my guy, Ryan Souls. Ryan, welcome back to the program. We're getting up into it now at the NFL season. We've got seven weeks in the book, seven weeks of data, and there's still some uncertainty over if we can find, well, some quality teams in the NFC, but some pe- some teams that could run away with some of these division races. Yeah, man, appreciate you having me. And to your point, there is a lot of uncertainty. It's You feel like, you know, we're this deep in, but feel like you learn something new every week and something significant, not, not just anecdotally. It's something big we've learned every week about a certain team. It seems like the team that's been running hot each week has gone down. Uh, which has been interesting. So, yeah, man, happy to be here talking NFL with you, man. Well, there's a lot of different places we could start. And uh, recording this on a Tuesday, we can look at last night's game, the Monday night game where the Vikings beat the Niners 22-17. to A lot of different angles on this one. Number one being, Ryan, I think it just shows you the NFL, right? This isn't college, and this is still all professionals. These are teams that are finding themselves. There's good, there's bad, there's injuries. There's highs and lows of pro sports. The Vikings at home needed this one, to say the least. They got back to three and four. It was kind of it was cool to see their defense really step up and you know play a lot better than they had. It also was kind of the emergence of a young star. I mean, no Justin Jefferson, but I've been high on Jordan Addison for a while. That was 100% his coming out party, and he could be the next in a line of in a, in a new line of toys and fun receivers for Kirk Cousins. Absolutely, and it's not even. You know, the numbers are one thing, but it's who he did it against, too. <laughs> uh, you know, no slouches that, you know, his individual positional matchups and the defense as a whole that Jordan Addison's playing against. And he had some fantastic catches. He's um, much faster than uh, on on grass than even his numbers, say, two combine numbers and stuff like that. But can run routes. Uh, that ball he caught over the middle of the field uh, for the touchdown was beautiful i mean kurt threw a nice ball too but that was a hell of a catch and yeah man if they can ever put this together they can be something on offense but i think to me the story here and as much as i have hated on the guy in years past kurt cousins played a hell of a football game man yeah and it was clean too i mean the interception that he threw was that you know jockeying for position with addison and the defender so not not really one that you would say is just a horrible play which you can say about the other quarterback in this game. But I just want to say before we move on to the Niners, Lions get thumped by the Ravens this week. Not exactly, you know, looking like the best uh, team, a surefire team to make a deep run now. The Packers have really regressed. Jordan Love has not played well. The Bears, we know the Bears. Listen to the next couple games for the Vikings. They go Falcons at Atlanta, or they go, excuse me, they go Packers next week, then Falcons, then Saints, then Broncos, then Bears, then Raiders. I mean, they're, that's a winnable slate. That's six games, and I don't think yeah. any one of those is a surefire loss. So if they're 4-2, and two, potentially even better than that, they, they're back in the race. I agree 100%. It could be very interesting uh, just considering the divisional games they had to play. Like we talked before the season, I was, I believe, much higher on Green Bay than you were. And like you said, they have proven not to be what they started out being. You know, they had a solid start, but – this division seems all of a sudden could be up for grabs if Detroit takes another step back or two. When you look at this Niners performance, now they've lost two straight games. 
there's different reasoning and theories behind it. Obviously, not having Debo is a huge issue. He's a game-changing player. But what do you put this on? Is it Purdy taking some some steps down in your book? Is it the defense not really elevating enough? Or, you know, maybe they were a little too good to be true in the first five games. How do you assess the Niners with this two-game skid? Excuse me. No, I think I honestly think it's a combination of a bunch of things. If you want to start on the injury front, you know, not having Trent Williams and as much as I love Lane Johnson, Trent Williams is the best tackle in football. And to not have him to be down Debo, like you said, they weren't able to rush the football how they were able to rush the football earlier in the season. I think that all affects a young quarterback. And I think Purdy has probably regressed a little bit to the mean uh, these last two weeks, but I still think he's put enough on tape his last, what, four, 13, 14 mm-hmm. starts to show that he can execute at a high level in this offense. I think, honestly, yeah. losses like this get the full attention of the team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kyle has a chance to coach some sticking points that maybe that weren't hitting earlier on because to your point, the team was filling itself, but I do think they can get this corrected. Yeah. Um, I don't think that, you know, I think we kind of, we maybe have swung the pendulum. Like if people oh, yeah. were saying they weren't going to go 17 and zero, like they were not going to yeah. go 17 and zero, and those were both winnable games. I'm just going to point that out too. So exactly. Defense wasn't going to win the MVP either. Right. Right. The defense gave up, Cousins threw for almost 400 yards against them. So everybody has a say in this. I do think that the Niners might not be built to come back in a lot of these games. Their offense isn't really built for that quick strike. We need to play quick. So that could be something to tweak. But no, this isn't, look, it's a long season. We've seen the Patriots in those years lose games like the Lions and even the Browns when they were bad. So, you know, we've seen some stuff there. It's just fascinating because they're, you know, and and the next game I want to talk about is the Sunday night game, your Eagles beating the Dolphins. You know, they, that was a get-right game for them. They rose to the occasion. But, you know, there isn't really this pecking order in the NFC. We're trying to figure out who these best teams are. And every team, even Philly in that Jets game, has had that letdown disappointment. So I think there's plenty of time for the Niners. We saw Ryan with the Eagles against the Dolphins, the big bounce back for, you know, the offense and Hurts and what they're able to do. But defensively was the most impressive thing. Because a pick six notwithstanding, they gave up 10 points to the best offense at the time in football. Yeah, and to be honest, man, that is what I was most fearful of coming in. I, You know how much respect I have for Tyreek Hill and what he can do to mm-hmm. a defense. And I was already questioning how our safeties were going to stand up. And, you know, I, I, I wasn't anticipating a bunch of man-to-man coverage. Uh, just because that puts too much on on Slay and Bradbury. But what I forgot, and it's what I've been saying the last few years since the Super Bowl year, this team put so much emphasis on the front. And Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Mm -hmm. Hassan Riddick, they made everything that Mike McDaniel was trying to hide on that offensive line come to light. Yeah, And I think that was the difference in the game. Like I texted and told you, if you said that Tyreek Hill was going to have 11 catches, I would have said, oh, he's going to have 150 yards. And he had 88 well, yards in the touchdown. I'll yeah, take it. Yeah. And, and not having Waddle at full strength was a big loss for Miami. But I do think in a weird way, Philly used that Belichick week two blueprint in that game 
where it's not so much yeah. about the yard. If you take away the big plays, you're always going to have a chance in the red zone later in drives to stifle the defense, to hold them. They might 100%. be going for fourth downs, and you know, you're holding the three on occasion too. So that and was even a touchdown. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. No, he, he ran, ran by the coverage. <laughs> double coverage. <That's, laughs> yeah, he ran the coverage. There's yeah. nothing you can do. No, it's, it's amazing how fast he is. Dolphins are, are at a point, Ryan, where, you know, and, and I don't, you know, Philly's a good team, a good to great team. We know this. I don't think we learn anything different there. But the Dolphins are at a point where, you know, again, we're trying to say, look, what can you do in big games? Because they've had kind of two games this year that we consider big, and they haven't won either of them. So that's going to be a lingering question until they get that quote-unquote signature win. But they do show you that they have explosiveness. They're going to be a frisky, tough team to play. But there is something to be said about maybe you can push them around. It's going to take all-world we talent, but that's going to be you know the sticking point and why winning games for them in the regular season might be as important. I don't know that they want to go to any cold-weather city in December or January. Well, and to that point, to me, I don't know if it's so much about them not being able to win the big games. I think what happens when they play teams that can bring physicality to that offensive line. I think even if they're not mm-hmm. playing a great team, if that team is physical and the off and the defensive line, they're going to be able to give Miami some problems. Yeah. And I just think it happens to be that Philly is elite in the defensive line. And I just, I think that came to pass in the game. I think they've got to have a way to counterpunch when the offensive line is taken away. Because I do think that not everybody has the talent to replicate what Buffalo did and what Philadelphia did on the front. I'm sure schematically, there's probably some things you can do mm-hmm. uh, in terms of not react. They didn't. The Eagles did not react to the motion at all. They all the window dressing, all that they didn't react. They paid attention to their gaps. They were disciplined and, and especially on the edges for the most part. And I think that's what teams are going to do going forward. And Mike McDaniel has got to adapt and figure a different way to get the ball in the hands Mm -hmm. of his playmakers. So when we're looking at the AFC right now, and the Chiefs are clearly (laughs) at the top, they've earned that right, and they are at this point. You know, they beat the Chargers again. They're doing it with defense as opposed to offense. Should we say Baltimore is in that number two spot? Not just being a prisoner of the moment of last week, but given the body of work, wins now over the Lions, the Browns, they've had... A couple weird losses, but are they that number two team as it stands right now in the AFC? I think they're absolutely that number two team. And I think it's the body of work, and I think it's Lamar Jackson's body of work as well. I think that Monk and offense is great, man. It's finally settling in, I feel like. It is finally, mm-hmm. you know, this was the game. It all came together. Zay Flowers as the deep threat is a huge addition, and they've got it figured out. And I think it's scary for the rest of the week. It is. And here's the thing at Louisville. Lamar showed that he could be plenty accurate in the middle of the field between the numbers. Mm -hmm. And that is a lot of what Todd Munkin has drawn up just with some more uh, diversity and creativity. And I think if Lamar remains as accurate in the middle of the field and Zay Flowers can burn you on one, or if you're in man coverage and you got your back turned to the quarterback and Lamar breaks loose, there's a chance for that happening. They can beat anybody. I really believe that too. I mean, they've they've shown it. They <laughs> they figured out a way to beat some very good teams handily. Every team's going to lose game, have some clunkers in there. 
they're a very dangerous team. And I think it shows you a lot about Lamar. He's back to MVP level Lamar. You know, the rest of that league, the rest of this league is interesting too because the Patriots beat the Bills. And I wanted to focus on this game, Ryan, because it was a gut check time for New England. I know everyone's like looking at them as a different in a different light as they should, but they're all professionals. These are guys that were paid some money and they don't want to be embarrassed. So you knew that Belichick was going to pull out all the stops to win this game. But what is wrong with the Buffalo Bills? Three straight first halves combined 10 points. What's gone wrong, in your opinion, in Buffalo? I know injuries, but they've mostly affected the defensive side of the ball. How is this offense off sync so much right now? Yeah, you know, it's really hard to explain considering the talent that they have. And I don't know if it's something going on in the locker room. You know, all the rumblings we heard during the summer with Stefan Diggs. I don't know if that's just fractured an NFL locker room on the offensive side. I don't know if it's, you know, you look at the, the, the box score and you say, okay, Josh Allen didn't play bad, but you watch the game and I don't know if it's a facet of Ken Dorsey and Sean McDermott relying on him to do too much or if Josh Allen is taking it upon himself to think that he has to do too much. I don't think we'll ever know that, mm. but I do think that there is some of that going on. And I think between that, between the injuries, you know, you feel bad for Von Miller, uh, especially how they started last year before uh, he went out. Uh, they just can't get it together. And the offense isn't helping. No, it's not. I, it is hard to put much on defense given that they are injured and they did enough at times. I mean, the Patriots get that last drive, but your offense has got to give you more. Like if you're a contender, especially you've got to get more. It's not just this game, the giants game, they were shut out. I know Dable knows that team, but there's still another level there. And it's funny how the AFC picture is shaping up Ryan, because you know, I'll throw my guys in there. The Browns and the Bengals aren't dead and the Steelers keep finding a way to win games. But you know, you can't predict this, right? Even, even look, even the Jets are still hanging around too with Rodgers, you know, may, will he really not be ready? The, the AFC still, you know, the depth is there, but there's still so much. It's only, I mean, I would say that it's only the Chiefs and, and really the Ravens that I feel comfortable that they're for sure going to be there in the long haul. Agreed, agreed 100%. And I'll, I'll say this and I'll ask, do you think that if Matt Milano is playing in this game, the game, the game-winning touchdown, that seam route that Mac Jones throws, Matt Milano's on Gasecki. <laughs> probably, probably, and I, I think you know the situation could be different. Right, but then that's all I said. Great teams don't leave it up to chance, you know. That, that's no, the thing. They don't. Got to feel good though about my guys. I mean, the Browns have had an interesting couple weeks winning these games. Uh, terrible issues at the quarterback position notwithstanding uh gotta say miles garrett a beast uh, beyond belief with what he's been able to do i mean I, I don't know that i've seen a game like that ryan to be honest fan or no fan agreed man if, we, and if we're being honest he is defensive player of the year right now and it's not close um, Steeler fans aren't gonna like that but hey i agree with you no man i mean listen that that play he made to block the field goal and I remember you texted me uh, something about Miles just excited. And I don't know if it was that play or the forced fumble, but the dude was all over the field. You can't block him one-on-one. -on -one. He seems to wreck the game in some way every week. And I got to say, and not to take any credit away from this win, 
But with how horrible this quarterback situation is, it's not good. Not just this team is finding a way to win games, and you know, it, it's it's hard to talk about this in a in a hypothetical standpoint, and you know the things obviously surrounding Deshaun Watson before uh, him even signing to the Cleveland Browns. But you got to wonder how, how this deal feels. Doesn't feel good, and the problem with with all this being, I mean, they're still finding a way to win. The defense is elite. You figured that they were a quarterback away. I do want to shut down the oh, the, the portion of the fan base that's like, oh, what if it was still Baker here? I mean, Baker they scored ten points or some thirteen points against the Falcons, right. so he wasn't going to be the answer. And I get why you make a gamble like this. Which the Atlanta Falcons, by the way, were the other team in that race that were about to do the same thing, but. It's not good, and and you know, P.J. Walker is a consummate backup, similar to the Jacoby Brissett role last year. But without that quarterback there and with how cap-strung they are, it's just it's a nightmare that a lot of Browns fans just don't want to think about. This was just a survival game. I know the calls went their way, and I know the defense you know, had some letdowns at times, but it was just one of those pure survival games where I know that there's a lot to improve going forward. It was just nice to put that in the win column. Against the Colts team, Ryan, I got to say, impressed me with how frisky they were, given that Richardson's out, given that people didn't expect much. There's a lot of talent there, and I think Steichen is a good coach, and I know they got him from your Eagles. I think this team this year has been one of the pleasant surprises. Speaking of frisky teams to play, they actually have shown a lot of fight throughout the year. They have shown some fight, but I think you got to question how Steichen handled going into halftime and even at the end of the game with the clock management and whatnot, I think that's something he'll learn from. But I think overall, you know, this team is feisty. They're obviously being coached in a better direction than what Frank White Wright was doing. We'll talk talk about him at another point, I guess. But I think that there's some deeper organizational yeah. issues here because you you have this rock star quarterback that you drafted seeming to at least be on the cam newton trajectory or better yeah. and he's already being shut down for season ending surgery because you you had this decision to make in training camp you knew what your protection situation was like you knew I the just, type of offense yeah. you were going to have to run I, and you did it anyway i've been thinking about this a bunch now and i don't know like I, we're not there we don't know I, I don't know if there's a way it's easy to say why are they using him like this and, it, and it's, I, I hate to even say this, but maybe this is the way he plays and the only way he's going to play to make it in the league, which would, in a case might not well, be. Well, don't play him. Red yeah, shirt. Yeah. Yeah, especially with Minshew, right? Like, that's the thing. Minshew is, I, I would take a poll. I mean, he was your backup for a little bit, too. I feel like he's easily one of the top five backups in the NFL. 100%. So, and, like, sometimes you're going to get 15 to 23 for 305. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. But that's you know, a backup. Like, that's you take the exactly. gamble because there's a lot of backups you won't even get that from. So 100%. So right. I just I don't understand what they're doing. Uh, Shane Steichen was in his first year. So, obviously, you know, he wasn't going to get fired this year. I don't want to say either to, like, redshirt him. not to make accusations. Don't want to do that. But you know this isn't always just the head coach's call or Maybe the head oh, coach has no say in this. I'm just going to, based on oh, who the owner is, I'm just going to say it might be a possibility that it wasn't his call. Oh, I think Jim Irsay got a bunch to do with it. <laughs> so I'll give Steichen the benefit there. It's one thing. We were not, if you're employed by Irsay, it's a little different. Uh, 100% as Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> more with Ryan Souls here on the Money Mitch Effect. Rest of the league, I wanted to get to some stuff in the NFC especially. 
Well, I guess we can kind of start here with that. Um, where would you say you're looking at certain franchise situations and the lack of optimism to say the least. I don't think a team's done a bigger 180 in the last three weeks on the Packers. It's mm-hmm. not looking good right now. I mean, you lose that game to the Broncos, a very winnable game against a bad football team. Not just the Jordan Love train, but the Matt LaFleur train is uh, is you know leaking right now, to say the least. It is, man. And, you know, I asked this question at the beginning of the year, and even though I was high on the Packers, I still said we're going to find out a lot about mm-hmm. Matt LaFleur mm-hmm. without Aaron Rodgers, what's possible, what he can do. And, you know, he's not showing that, you know, he's that guy without – you know, that guy at quarterback and Jordan Love for as solid as a preseason as he as he's had as much as he was talked about during training camp and the offseason, you know, and he had a solid start uh, to the 2023 campaign. He has just not played well. And, um, you know, with how Aaron Rodgers was looking with that young group of receivers towards the end of the season, you would think that everybody would be able to take a step forward, including Jordan Love uh, getting his first start. And they just have not looked good at all. So I don't know where you go from here. Same mistakes it seemed like he made in the last two games. That's the disheartening thing. Uh, A couple quick hitters I wanted to ask you. One being, who wins the NFC South? Are we any closer to getting an answer? You know what? I don't know. I think it could honestly be anybody. Except I the mean, Panthers. I mean, the Panthers are, you know, Frank Wright. Yeah. There we go. They yeah, don't have a win. Done. They're done. But yeah, you look at done. the other three teams, right? The Saints. I mean, the, the car experiment just not going well. Dennis Allen, again, in a position and not generating offense. The Bucks. every time they play a tough team, it seems like we get a low-scoring Bucks output on offense, too. And I would say the Falcons, but... Riddler is Ritter is not the answer. Like another three turnover game, they still win, but they should have won that game, Ryan, by 14 points or more. Well, and those were fumbles, but I think you would even admit his passing has improved. It has, but so I, I, I don't yeah. know if he's the answer, but yeah. he's gotten better for sure. It's gonna be tough. Like <laughs> I, I would I would lean, what did I say before? I can't even remember. I think I might have said Saints, but at this point Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think I said Saints too, just the, because on paper they seem like an actual football team. I think I'd go Falcons now. I, I maybe I have a little more faith slash any faith in, in Arthur Smith versus the other two options. Um but the Bucks still have Super Bowl talent from the team that won it. So uh that's a tough one. How about this question for you? How much longer would you start Tyrod Taylor over Daniel Jones? Uh, until <laughs> the end of the season. Okay. Oh, wow. There it is, huh? <laughs> I mean, I've never been that high on Daniel Jones to begin with. You you know that. I was not a fan of the contract, even though I'm, I'm never saying a player shouldn't get their money. I just I didn't think he had earned that contract. And Tyrod Taylor in the two games has shown to be so much better just from – a passing offense standpoint. I think when you have the play action going with Barkley and Jones as a threat to run, that offense can, you know, do pretty decent and get some mid-level teams. But Tyrod has at least seemed to raise their floor a little bit. But the inevitable still remains that you're going to have to get the most out of you can out of this mm-hmm. contract you gave him. Yeah. So, you know, you leave Tyrod out there to, you know, stop the bleeding a little bit. But at a certain point, Daniel Jones is going to have to get back on the field. 
that's that last point is exactly where I'm at, where you play Tyrod as long as it takes for Daniel Jones to be healthy. You don't rush him back. But considering that this year is probably a lost year, and maybe last year was an overachieving year, I'll put it that way better, you have to see what you got in Daniel Jones, even if it's not great. You have to give him a, a rush at the end of the year, you know, pun intended there. So we'll see there. Um, and the last thing before we look ahead to this week's games, I mean, we're still looking, I mean, you know, the Eagles and the NFC, but the Chiefs doing it with defense has been the big thing. And the counter to that being another Chargers gear and, and sad stuff because Herbert hasn't taken that next step for for the L.A. Chargers. No, and, you know, the crazy thing, just, you know, to start with the Chargers, if you look at Herbert's just, you know, passing numbers the from his rookie year essentially to now, or, you know, if we exclude this year and look at the last full season, they're essentially the same. And he came in the league with a really, really, really high ceiling, or high floor, rather. And I think it's arguable that maybe we have seen his peak already. And listen, the same thing goes with Phillip Rivers. If this is the level that we're going to get all the time, anything can happen, probably if you were playing for a different team, but it's the Chargers. <laughs> so any, anything can happen in a negative way. But I will say this. Uh, I think when Justin Herbert was drafted, I think all inclination pointed to him probably having a better career than Phillip Rivers. And I don't know if he's even had a higher peak than Phillip Rivers yet. Well, yeah, not yet. But I would say quarterback's the one thing where you got to play the long game, especially you got with somebody to. there. You got so. To. It's a tough one there, but the Chiefs are, are there, and then that's going to segue into next week's games, Ryan. And i got to also point out, too, Eagles are taking the Washington Commanders on in Washington. Ryan, I'm still alive in the survivor pool. There's only nine of us left. I'm running out of options, but I still got the Eagles there. So Listen, I'm going to say this. I don't know what it is about the Commanders, but they always play us well, uh, and I think it's because – their front on defense can match physicality with our offensive line. Mm. And I think uh, teams that can do that against the Eagles make things just a little bit more difficult if Jalen isn't yeah. playing perfectly, if they're not able to run the ball. So, I, you know, I expect the Eagles to win, but this is always a harder game than it appears on paper. So no, be careful. I know I don't have many options here. I don't know if the Jaguars, I trust them to go into Pittsburgh win, maybe the Texans to beat the winless Panthers. But the big Thursday game this week, there's no London game. Dolphins Chiefs is next week. Bucks, Bills, Bills got to win this one, get back on track. Uh, that's an interesting one. I mentioned Jags, Steelers. I don't know how the Steelers keep doing it. Uh, Dolphins get the Patriots again. And uh, Browns, Seahawks, Ryan, I don't know. Browns, can well, get, if they go into Seattle and win, I'm like, wow, the, what, what's the ceiling on this team? I think I was going to say that. I think you're 100% right. I was thinking about that earlier. But real quick, back to the Bucks and the Bills. I think this is quietly a must-win for both teams. Considering that what the division looks like and the NFC South, the Buccaneers are just as live as anyone. Mm -hmm. They start at 3-0. Mm -hmm. And the Bills, you know what their aspirations yeah. are. I feel like both teams need to win this game. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. Uh, Bengals Niners as well is an interesting one. How back are the Bengals? Can they go out to San Francisco after the bye? Yeah, I mean, can they go out to San Francisco? How does San Francisco respond mm. after losing twice? That's going to be a real, real interesting mm -hmm. game. 
I'm going to see, man. I think I'm going to end up picking your Eagles and then having to be a giant birds fan this week because <laughs> it's okay. going to be a nuts one. I don't know. I got to look at the drawing board. Uh, before we wrap up here, I uh, wanted to get some NBA thoughts, but I did have a, a couple college things with USC losing two games. Are we going to see Caleb shut it down, Caleb Williams, or what's going to go on here? You know, that's funny. I didn't even think about that until you brought that up. Um, you know, I think that's very much a possibility. We could see him shut it down, get ready for the NFL season. Uh, you know, you can never tell what the competitiveness is of certain guys just because the agents do so much out front. But with the other hand, the NIL money is giving you some some security. So maybe he just wants to continue playing football. Maybe he wants to just continue trying to get better playing against live opponents. That's interesting. I don't know. I could see it going either way. But, I mean, you also, I mean, there's not many people who can say they play quarterback for the University of Southern California. I feel like you got to soak that in. If it's not a bowl game, I really have a problem with it. The bowl game is the extra, like, you know, you know how it is. Like, Yeah, it's I a, think you should play. You yeah. signed a contract, uh, uh, at least a social contract with those dudes in the locker room. Well, and what's the NIL say, too? I mean, that's <laughs> we're, we're at that point, right? And I'm not... I'm not disparaging these players for getting their NIL deals, but oh no! I did mean, you, did listen, you fulfill listen. the NIL for playing the full game? I mean, I don't know. That's and, I, and I'm joking a little bit there because some of this is yeah, just no, endurance. Them, stuff, but, but they're gonna get their money. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get their money. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's a matter of like I don't know how this necessarily makes you look as good. The USC's got issues that aren't just you know, obviously Caleb's not playing as good as last year, but he's not the reason they're losing these games. And uh, I just have to wonder given where I'm we just, are in this new world and Drake may is on his heels too. It's not like, you know, it's not like it's a huge drop off from one to two in the, in the rankings. There. No, not at all. And I'm just, I'm old school in that regard. Mm -hmm. He's good enough that if something did happen, he's not going to cost himself significant money. And I mm -hmm. feel like you fought and bled and sweat and training camp, go out here and, and do it for real when mm -hmm. you get to pay that back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just, that's where I'm at with it. Absolutely. Uh, I did have a couple, I, I wanted to also just say, I don't know if you're following this Harbaugh, Michigan cheating scandal at all. <laughs> a little, Scouting. I'm kind of following the outside edges of it. I, it seems like a spy game. I, I, yeah. So I have and, a, I have I think a, I real quick. It yeah. seems like any moment you could get that breaking news to your phone saying he's uh jump shipped over back to the national football league. Yeah. I had a couple of things on it, obviously coming at it from a very biased perspective of someone who can't stand Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Spygate situation. I mean, the rumblings, there's, there's two sides to this, right? He wants to go to the NFL. Like, it will happen soon. It's probably going to happen at the end of this year, title or not. I, I think title for sure he's gone. But, look, I'm not going to get all high and mighty. I think a lot of college coaches have bent slash broke the rules. I don't Everybody think that. Does. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm coming from, too. Yeah. This doesn't seem like something that he, they're the only ones doing. It seems like they're getting caught because they might have been a little reckless sending, you know, scouts and coaches to do things that are in-person scouting, which if you have a problem with the rule, fine, but it is not legal to do the things that are alleged, having exactly. people sent down. And I don't buy for a second, Ryan, that any of these coaches – don't know every single detail of the program, the operation, the machine that they run. Yeah, so. of course they know every single detail. And here's my thing. And I know it's not as easy. Mm -hmm. And I know we're not there in these locker rooms and in these meetings. But if you care that much about teams stealing your signals, mm -hmm. simplify your signals and change your signals every week. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And I don't think anything's going to end up happening, not this year. I mean, down the road, sure, sanctions, whatever. Harbaugh will be gone. Michigan might have a banner that they're you know, that they not going to take away, I don't think. So I don't, yeah. I don't think this is the worst thing. I do think that there's some infractions that were alleged. I will say, though, that it's kind of funny that you know, they lose the TCU game because they didn't think they were going to be in the playoff. And Harbaugh's ball, Harbaugh's uh, bowl record at Michigan, not very good because you can't really <laughs> advance scout those games. So Exactly. No, I will say this. If they do find out that he was taping practices, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's a different story. It is. If you're at that's, games, that's too. That's a different story. Yeah, if you're at games and you're, you know, advanced scouting in person and whatever, getting the signs, okay, this happens. But, you know, that, Question, that's. Real yeah. quick, and it can be quick. Um, obviously we think Harbaugh is going to the NFL. Do you think major discipline will come down on the school? And what do you think it would be if so? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a bull ban situation or a postseason ban, I should say. I don't think, you know, I, I think, I think it would actually come down on the school in, in regards to that. But Harbaugh will do what Pete Carroll did, what Chip Kelly did, what some of these coaches do and just kind of, Mosey along. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the other part side of this, Ryan, would be the NCAA has kind of lost a lot of power with this NIL deals and with oh, certain but, things. So, why, This is a perfect chance for them to flex one time because mm-hmm. NIL can't do nothing about this. Yeah. Remains to be seen. Still got to prove out what exactly happened and who knew what. Uh, but, Ryan, this has been a blast. Uh, do you have any quick thoughts on the start of the NBA season? Um, you know, Lakers, Nuggets are... I think still going on as we record this, but night one, anything caught your eye? Man, it's just cool to have basketball back, to be honest. Um, I'm interested in the kind of the new additions. You know, I want to see Giannis and Dame Lillard together. I, of course, the the new pieces that the Lakers got and the role player um, side of it, I want to see how that all melds together. But uh, the Suns, the Bucks, that's really what this year is going to be about, seeing how that all unfolds and seeing, once again, a deep Western conference, mm-hmm. what things look like in June. Go Lakers, of course, but it's going to be a gauntlet. Giannis signing that deal to stay, too. So he's in Milwaukee, three years, 186 mil, a uh, huge extension there. Can I also huge. say I'm just fascinated in the Sixers now? <laughs> this, oh, me too. This James yeah, Harden I, thing I, is the crazy. This James Harden thing is like where we've, reach the moment of player empowerment does have a limit. Like you can't just give players complete total empowerment. Agreed. And I, and I don't even know if this is, I would almost man separate this from a player empowerment issue because I think this kind of sullies people who are legitimately coming up on free agency and, you know, make their decisions, but still suffer vitriol from fan bases or whatnot. What Harden's done is just an insult to competitiveness, and it's honestly not worked out for him. Is the is the craziest part? He wants to be treated like a superstar without performing recently like a superstar. And I know he said he was misled by Maury, which is probably true. But it's a business. They're running a team. They want to put together a championship team. He has not performed. This is how it works. You're not, and it's not like they're not compensating him. He's getting paid all this money. You know, I just, what a world, Ryan, where we have a, a GM at a press conference saying, I don't know where he is. The last text he responded, F you. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like you would think you'd talk about Dennis Rodman yeah, if uh, you didn't crazy. know any better. I will say this, though. And while 
I, I'm not defending Daryl Morey because if you did make a promise and uh, renege on that in a way, you know, that is, that's awful and just the epitome of unprofessional. But to me, I still always felt that uh, James knew if he just did what he needed to do this season, he'd be a free agent going into next year anyway. Mm-hmm. So just take your $35 million, and if you think you're that good, you should be able to get a max next year. Oh, I can't wait to see how this all unfolds in the NBA drama. Uh, Ryan Souls, man, always a pleasure. We'll be talking football a little bit down the road as uh, the races heat up. Thanks for coming on the show. Man, it was fun. Appreciate you. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Thanks to Ryan Souls. Thanks to everybody out there for listening. We are on all your podcast platforms, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, uh, as well as Spotify and other places. Find us there. Check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at MoneyMitchM21. We're back next week. More football to discuss. The winter sports are heating up. Lots of sports topics. For Ryan Souls, I'm Mitch Michaels. Thank you for listening to the Money Mitch Effect. Keep enjoying sports.